Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse, and for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. We've got science to celebrate demons this hell! Octopus, come on! There's rebellion in the wind. Everything I've said is true, it's real. Dinosaur fossils? I'll have to put those here to test our faith. A damn lie, I, I saw them on my own eye! Did I accuse just drop sharply while I was away? We did it illusions, man! None of it is true! I'm not insane! This is mass madness, you maniac! In God's name, you people are the real thing! We are the illusion! What's up, brother? Yeah, I can. All right. Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear, man. How's it going? Uh, awesome. Good. Good to see you again. Yeah, you too, man. I'm glad we got to do this. I was about to like, oh, shit, we're both running late. It's not going to happen, but I'm glad we both got here. I know. I was kind of thinking that too. Uh, I got caught up at the, uh, I went and met up with some people, um, these health freedom folks. Oh, yeah? And uh, just talking about these uh, protests we're going to go to tomorrow um, up in Greensboro, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. and then uh went to a taco stand and i was like i got caught up talking to the uh the guy who runs the taco stand telling him uh vacuna es muy mal <laughs> vacuna es muy mal i'm always there with my sombrero and i usually have a sign with me that says uh COVID-19 vaccine makers are exempt from liability. So I'm always there with that sign. And I've been getting tacos from this guy for a few months now. That's <laughs> and, awesome. <laughs> and I always, I always tell him no mascarilla, no mascarilla, you know, like, cause like, cause I care about these folks, you know, I've actually developed a relationship with this guy and uh, I see him masking himself because, and he knows it's BS, but he's doing it for his customers. Right. You know, he has this little like taco stand in Charlotte, North Carolina. He's from El Salvador. So naturally, these these people that are from these other countries are a little more timid, you know, so and they're like they just want to do whatever they need to do to stay in this country. So they don't they don't want to like ruffle anyone's feathers. You know what I mean? So like they're they're just going along with anything these people say, not because they agree with it, but because of like the you know the the possible repercussions where it's like we have americans that are working as nurses and 
they're being told that they have to take this vaccine. I don't, I shouldn't even call it that. It's an experimental gene therapy, right? Emergency use authorized, not FDA approved. And they're just, and it's hurting people. We have the numbers to back it up from their own website. And people are being forced to take it. America. So these people from El Salvador, like my girlfriend's from El Salvador and her brother and her nephew just went there and they didn't have to take the, uh, the gene therapy, but they did have to take a negative or they had to take a test, produce a negative result, wear a mask on the flight and then get their temperature scanned. So that's why I'm late. Long story short was because uh, I was trying to like tell him and his worker there that because he was saying that they had to get vaccinated to go back to El Salvador and come back to the U.S. And I was like, no, that's not true. Not like, yet. <laughs> not not yet. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and we both you and I both know that that's where it's going. But yeah, it's hard um, not to see where the tracks lead when you're just staring at them all the time. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's pretty wild. It's pretty overwhelming to some degree, but yeah, especially trying to talk to people that don't see it that way. It's it's you know we've become better orators because of it. I would say, you know, we're forced to suss it all out and make sure we're like, you know, like you saying about the sign you're wearing. That's great. I you know more and more this year I've heard more podcasters and content creators talking more and more about taking action, even if it's pamphlets or wearing signs around your neck or something, you know, just to you should, bullet points you should, or something. You should see, you'll find some videos on my channel where I'm like, I wear the sign. It's like a two foot by two foot sign <laughs> and I'm wearing it as a necklace. I got banned from my local farmer's market in Charlotte for the I sign. I did see that. Yeah, I didn't see. <laughs> I didn't think it was just for the sign. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I, had, I had my camera and the sign and the market manager was pissed because I didn't pay. She kept saying, like, I have it all on video of the interaction where she was trying to get me to take it off before mm-hmm. she called the cops. I have that whole video that I'm going to post uh, eventually. I'm still far behind on videos because I like I don't even have a place to live. I'm like couch surfing right now. I'm at my friend's house. I'm like technically <laughs> You're doing like, the deep homeless. work, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm like technically out there homeless. on the streets. <laughs> I'm like technically homeless because I because of my conscience. To be honest, I, I was working for CVS. I heard you mention you you have a full time job right now. Who are you working for? I, I work for uh like a sort of the back end of a construction company. Uh, okay, and uh, it's much better than where I was. I'll tell you that because I was in like corporate lockdown pretty much with my last industry. So this is this is a different world. It's nice. But go that's ahead, good. go on. That's that's good. Yeah, I was, but I'm basically homeless because I have a crisis of conscience that I'm dealing with where. I took a leave of absence from CVS in like back in February because I just couldn't sit behind the screen and like for one more second of my life and participate in a, and participate in, um, you know, genocide basically. And I just, I, I couldn't in a good conscience, like work another second for them. And I, uh, I, I walked away, basically told him I was having a hard time mentally, which I actually was because dealing with all this has been crazy. Yeah. My, my entire family got the, uh, got the shot. Uh, my brother's getting pressured and coerced um, to take the shot. Uh, like so much so that it's so crazy, man. My cousin and my brother are like, they were like tight once and they like lived together. 
and my cousin lives in Nevada with his wife and his his daughter, who's like probably four now or something. And she has a relationship with my brother. You know, they've met and they're like they're really friendly, and my brother loves her. And my cousin sends my brother a text message, like mm, I don't know, six weeks ago or something. Hey, we're coming back to visit the family. Coming back to Massachusetts to visit the family. He's like, but we're only seeing vaccinated people. And so then he said, uh, so take the jab so we can see you. That's what my cousin said to my brother. And I'm just like, my brother's telling me this. And I'm just like, oh, my heart's crushed. Like, this is exactly, you know, even though my heart's crushed, I'm still holding out hope because I talked to so many people. And there's very few people that have told me they're getting this thing. Yeah, like same almost, here. Almost everyone I talk to on the street, like in real life, outside of the propaganda machine, mm-hmm. um, people are responding well to these signs that I'm carrying. Like on my car, I have a stickers all over my car, and it's a picture of Bill Gates, and he's holding a vaccine, and it says "Your body, my choice" on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like when I'm just driving along through Charlotte, like people are like honking at the sign, and they're like. Yeah, man. I was like, so there's, I think there's really, there is a shift, but ultimately we're not seeing the kind of pushback in the U S that we're seeing in places like France and Germany and Spain and, and Ireland, even, um, even Australia now, to some degree they're rising up. So, I mean, there Good. really is, About time. A, a, I know they've been under the boot. That's the thing we haven't had. We've had it more on like the subtle magicians level. You know what I mean? Like not that it's not in our faces, but yeah, they're going about it a little bit differently where it's it's weird that in some of those countries you're mentioning, like I I could, because I've heard stories from Gordo over, you know, those conspiracy guys, uh, him talking about what's going on in Ireland. It's so on the nose. It's just like, it's like they're cosplaying the 1940s. Like, it's crazy. And in Australia, the same way. So thank God that they're, that you're seeing that they're rising up over there because what the fuck. And over here, we're kind of getting it on a more like a coercion sort of thing. Like, it seems like they're allowing maybe by accident, they're allowing their people to kind of unite against them in a way where we don't get that. We get the controlled opposition to create the two opposing forces that the puppet masters are kind of controlling the winds of both anyway and maybe it's because we're we have access to some of the best schools and we have some of the brightest minds who knows i don't i don't know why they feel that our propaganda or or the way that they're going to control us has been so like subversive compared to what we're seeing in these other countries what do you think of that um Actually, it's exactly, I, I think it's a combination of things. Like uh, something that comes to mind when you talk about those things is, I think Bertrand Russell, there's a quote that a, a lot of people will refer back to where it says something like diet injection and injunctions will serve to be, or to produce the kind of character um, that the uh, authorities consider desirable mm. that will make any sort of legitimate um, opposition like socially or morally, basically impossible through, you know, just our diets, um, you know, vaccines, injections, or you're talking about there, and then mandatory compulsory education and schooling. And then that was before like GMOs and, 
you know, uh, a mass, you know, worldwide spraying programs through geoengineering, which they openly admit to right now. And now in, uh, I think you're muted. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, which they, which they openly admit to these geoengineering programs now. Um, and where people like us have been trying to warn about it for a number of years or however long you've been doing it. Like me, I've only been in this game for a couple of years now where I started like my whole waking up process started with the trails in the sky. Cause I was just, I just started to look up uh, a couple, you know, <laughs> and pay yeah. attention. And I was like, what is that? And then I see these, a documentary, you know, what in the world are they spraying and why in the world are they spraying? And then I saw shade, the motion picture. And then you go and you see NASA documents like own the weather by 2025. Yeah. You know, and well, it you, literally, you hear scientists talking about weather modification from back in the seventies in certain interviews. And it's like, wait, what? Okay. <laughs> so they were openly, t- that means it's, it had existed long before that because they don't oh, usually yeah. talk about anything until it's like, we gotta tell them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, let me, I'm pulling up this um, Collier's magazine cover where it says weather made to order. And this was back in the fifties. Jeez. Weather made to order. I want you to pull it up because it's just, I mean, back in, in as late as the forties uh, is to my knowledge is how far it goes back. Um, here it is. Let's see. Can I share my screen? Yeah, you should be able. I mean, oh, maybe wait. I have to allow that. I'm not sure. Let's, Let's see. Allow to record. Have to... Hmm. Usually, like, it's something will like pop up in my face and be like, "Hey, you wanna... oh, let me try. Let me yeah. try. share." Oh, here we go. Looks like it's gonna let me. Okay, cool. So check this out. Oh, that's gonna be good. 1955. Wow. Weather made to order by Navy Captain H.T. Orville. That name. <laughs> Ice advisor reports man's progress in weather control. See, this is this is incredible because like it just, you know, what it brings to mind. You ever play the game Fallout? Uh, like Fallout no, I have. <laughs> no, I haven't. So for those listening that do know Fallout and for you that doesn't like Fallout is this post-apocalyptic future but it's so 50s cornball because that's when the nukes hit and everything it's oh, all man. like fail safe era right so maybe maybe fallout and some of these modern post-apocalyptic movies are like <laughs> right on the nose with like how long we've had this crazy sci-fi technology i mean we oh, had man. a gigabit processor in the early 70s i'm pretty sure i can't remember who produced it but it was someone someone famous anyway anyway yeah it's just it's just like these people i mean it's right it's right there for us to see that they're not really it's not that difficult like i want you to hear this little video clip too just listen to this from lbj it lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the earth's cloud layer world's cloud layer and ultimately who control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world the grand illusion so- dude wow. he, who contro- he who controls the weather will control the world like right there for us you know i mean they're not hiding it no but that's the thing they never we're also hide medicated and and in trauma and we haven't looked at ourselves close enough so we can't see through our own bullshit yeah it's funny because like when i was younger 
I remember like self-inspection and, and, and uh, you know, diving within was not, not like I wasn't raised to think this, but just the general culture I was surrounded by, like, that's pussy, that's lame, that's useless. Like, don't do that. Stuff it all down in here and forget it exists. Let it bubble up 20 years from now. You know, like that just seems like so our, successful. like the entire Western world is kind of wound up that way. And, um, you know, I feel as though kind of like the same way on an individual level, on a cultural level, we're going to have to deal with this big, like psycho introspection of our, of our species. And maybe we're going through that right now. Maybe this is that, like, you know, that, oh my God, what is my life? You know, but for the human species itself you know maybe totally we're extra there. totally extrapolated out <laughs> to, yeah, to everyone you know, as because, above so below right <laughs> I, I actually i mean i experienced this 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 past year man i i was really going through it last year with uh not sure if i wanted to be here you know um it was i had these plant medicine experiences that um d- during 2020 of all years you know like just going yeah. deep yeah so before before you get let's let's do that let's get into who you are too because so to let my audience know a little bit of background first and then we'll dive into all of that all right cool who are you my 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 name is andy (laughs) gerard i'm from massachusetts and uh i'm ready to live finally man and it feels good um i was i've been through a lot like many of us like all of us have you know um had a bad heroin addiction like seven, eight years, something like that. Um, and then I wasn't sure if I wanted to be here, even as I was recovering from those things. And mm. um, I met my girlfriend in 2019 and that like helped keep me like on track to like want to be alive. And then I found plant medicine in um, 20, uh, December, 2019. And um, it was, it was beautiful. Me and my brother had a little, um, had, had a, you know, I didn't take much, probably a gram and a half or something like that. And uh, just kind of got me in the door to like starting to feel a little bit better because it like, Mm. you know, helps heal your brain. I did so much damage to my brain with all these pills, man. I used to take like 30, 40, 50, 60 pills at once. Like it was fucking wild. You know, it was a wild ride. And to like these people, (laughs) my friends are like looking at the hat. They just love it. (laughs) <laughs> my friend dan loves this hat good it's like your superhero cape i love it dude I, I like to have fun man i like to make people laugh and uh everything that's going on is pretty fucking serious but i still want to like enjoy myself and not live in fear because that's what they want you know exactly and yeah I, and i've always in, i've always in, you know what's crazy about the hat too is like people are like oh man are you controlled opposition they're like you're wearing that crazy hat and i'm like Come on, I got fucking thirty-five subscribers. I, I got like five hundred now, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, and the hat's yeah. the hat's been on since day one. It wasn't like I came out with some extensive uh, on a discovery of research or something. <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, I got names, I got places. Like, oh, that's uh, great. You know, I'm I'm just trying to figure out the world and right. uh, the hat. What I like about the hat is like it tends to take the temperature down in the room when you like because everyone's so divided right now where like the hat sort of 
it just takes people's guards down. Like even when I try to, um, you know how bad the communication has been with people because of the masks. Mm-hmm. Even people wearing masks will be like, oh, I love the hat. So then I'll try to talk to them as like, you know, I kind of use that when I just go out and, you know, wear my sign into Walmart and tell people not to take the vaccine. <laughs> That's awesome, man. The, the hat's kind of like opening a few more doors than normally would be there, you know? Yeah, but it's hilarious. Don't have people, that. It's, it's so funny when people are like, are you controlled opposition? I'm like, <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know, I was actually kind of concerned that that would end up happening to me just from being for plant medicine and stuff. Because you know how, like, there's a good portion of the new age movement that's kind of probably been infiltrated deeply over the years by bad actors. And a lot of people in our community totally know that. And I feel like a lot of the good aspects that they, that the, the bad actors kind of uh, ruin the rep- rep- reputation of like, it's all kind of lumped together on accident. Like the psychedelic experience itself. I've, I've heard a number of people like kind of act as if that's part of the like programming and stuff. It's like, brother, that's in here. That's that, right. that happens between me and myself no no deep state is is uh you know going back in time and planting mushrooms everywhere you know what i mean that's an ancient true healer like i would probably tell people i would probably tell people to stay away from lsd Uh, then again i'm not gonna tell anyone to to do anything with their life we're all Mm grown-ups here we all have life experience and we're supposed to use discernment and our intuition and Mm -hmm. you know um deep research and things like that to uh, make decisions for our lives. But I tend to say, Oh, probably should stay away from the the lab grown stuff. But I mean, these mushrooms, I know like it got me out of a dark place, like of, you know, really truly understanding who I was and discovering who I was. Um, I, I, you know, they use that term ineffable Mm -hmm. Because there aren't any words to describe what you experience when you have these really transcendental um, experiences where you go back and, you know, you you get informed about who you are and what happened to you. Um, yeah. And you're sort of forced to confront it. You know, you they unless you want to have a really bad time, <laughs> yeah. turn, t- turn around and run away from it because it's going to sort of press you throughout the course of that experience to go down that dark hallway and see what's there. Yeah. And because the only way the we shadow get over work. <laughs> yeah, man, whatever you want to call it. Right. Right. But the only, the only way we face and conquer our fears is to fucking face them head on. Isn't it funny too, how in like, you know, uh, in this community, we, a lot of us like to talk about the inversion that like is kind of placed out there all the time for all of us to kind of see how they our symbols have been twisted around everything and more than that isn't it funny that normal reality without that psychedelic influence it's the total opposite it's if you push everything serious that you should be concerned with down in a way you can live out this blind ignorant happy life and pretend it doesn't you know what i mean whereas in that mode of consciousness it's you're gonna have an absolutely horrible time if you're trying to avoid it because it's just if you have shit that you need to deal with that will be painted on the walls everywhere you know 
it's crazy how that inversion kind of is is there too where it, it i felt that way we're, we're living we're living through it right now where it's it, i think uh it's the what we're seeing is the result of a lot of people not wanting to heal his wounds because it hurt it fucking hurts dude yeah it does it does. It hurts bad and some people have been terribly wronged you know, I have um, people that I love going through a lot of soul searching right now. And I, I know that everything's going to be okay, but that road is so, so brutal and vicious, you know, and it takes it's time. A, it's a bumpy ass fucking ride, you know? Right. And, and I try uh, to tell them like the longer you try to force your healing that it's going to probably take longer. It's like grasping water, you know? <laughs> yeah. Good luck yeah exactly yeah no it's uh it's a beautiful thing man when you uh when you when you go from a place of you know that darkness to light you know that's that's ultimately what we're trying to do with with all this stuff is shine a light in a dark room you know and lead the way lead the way out it doesn't take everyone but everything all of us do really matters no matter what it is um, our actions have consequences one way or the other. And I think the best way to go about healing is like to know, you know, like what happens to us when we're kids, it's not our fault, but when, when we're older, it's on us to deal with it because mm-hmm. if we trust these doctors or someone else to help us get better, it's just not going to happen. You got to want it internally deeply. Mm-hmm. And when you do that and you're kind and sort of gentle on yourself when you, go back and evaluate those things because that's what you need to be. You can't kick yourself in the teeth, man. Yesterday is gone. Everything that happened up to this point is gone. So you can decide to change from that point going forward. But in order to understand yourself, like the problem is these memories get suppressed and they get buried. Many people don't, don't even know that they're there. Right. That's, that's what trauma does. It just, you know, that's what our brains do. They say they always say it's a defense mechanism, and I sort of like for who the ego, like Jesus, right. yeah, I agree because like who just, is it really hurting? Like what kind right. of evolutionary trait is survival if this isn't part of it to like face your shit and take care of it? You know, it's weird. Yeah, so you can move forward. You know, yeah. Be, How be is that not you. like part of that evolution? You know, <laughs> yeah, it's it's strange how that works because or the mind and the brain and we're just such intelligent beings that i mean there's there's got to be some reason for it they they say it's so you can function and i always say oh well is that really like life though if you're just functioning as you know functioning and dysfunction really right (laughs) You're, you're getting up in the morning you're going to work and stuff but internally you're just you're a mess you're not really you know functioning at all um it's just delaying true healing if Mm -hmm. if it's uh something i mean i I think that's kind of why we're here is to to heal those wounds you know these intergenerational wounds and some of us you know whether you believe we incarnate here or reincarnate here it's like we're here now in this experience and we can't prove any of these things but we can try to live differently and not hurt people and it's like it's just crazy to me like how like people like us are like the most peaceful loving people more often than not we're just asking questions 
should be called these, uh, you know, domestic terrorists or extremists. (laughs) And, and, you know, you even have people like my own mother last year who was blaming me. She's like, Oh, if you and your friends would just wear a fucking mask, this whole thing would be over. And I'm like, mom, like, I love you so much, but where did you get that idea from? That's not your original thought. Like if I asked you what you think about this, you wouldn't say that, but you just heard the TV repeat that over and over and over again, just like they're doing now with the, you know, it's time to start blaming the unvaccinated folks. Yep. We've been saying that for a long time. Yeah. And we've been, we've been saying this stuff since, you know, most of us or a lot of us have been saying it since the beginning last year, you know, where it's no mask, no service today turns into no vaccine, no service tomorrow. And here we are. And these are some of the things we've said a year ago and, people were species with amnesia you know that's how good this mind control is it's it's um part it was literally part of like during the 60s i don't know if you've ever, have you ever heard of the esalen institute no i haven't uh at least not the name not by name yeah it's an, names <laughs> it's an um let me see so i don't totally bungle this um <laughs> california right yeah california um big sir right yeah um big sir it was uh basically like um mk ultra programming like a like a like a think tank for mk ultra for the 21st century oh interesting and um basically they uh there was a, a paper a research paper that came out of there and here it is let me see let me see Yeah, there was this research paper called Mind War, and it came out of this Esalen Institute. Here we go, 1962. Let me pull, let me share this screen. This is some crazy research, actually. Mind War paper that came out of um, Esalen. We could talk about that for a few minutes if you want. Um, yeah, absolutely, man. I'm down to shoot jo- the shit about whatever. As long as jo- we get to get to promoting what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, to- <laughs> we, we totally will. Um, what am I trying to do? I'm trying to share my screen. Yeah, that's right. Now, this is our nerd out portion of the, uh, the episode <laughs> where we get to know each other by... How long How long have you been <laughs> podcasting? Like, I, I've only been doing this show since like February, but... Um, I've been talking like this and yelling about all this crap for quite a while, but um, I like you am in recovery as well. I was an alcoholic and I kind of put myself there because I gave up on the world because of Mm. all the shit that was in my head that no one else. I couldn't relate to anybody. The online community did not exist like it does today. None of this stuff existed. So Thank God for like my wife who pulled me out of it, my son, but, and, and also to, to all of this, this community that I've been able to bounce ideas off of and not feel as crazy. You know what I mean? So that's awesome, man. How, how did there, you, but... um, would you like to talk about how you got better? You said your wife and your kid, that yeah. helped, but I think that was, was there... uh, the cheat code it, right there having a kid yeah. <laughs> yeah because without without a kid i Changes probably would have lost my wife i probably would have would have not been able to convince myself it was worth change like convinced drunk self that it was worth giving it up you know what i mean because yeah. drunk self heroin self they're evil fucks and all they want <laughs> is for themselves you know it, yeah, it's they, it's that 
Oh, that's they're not they're not doing good things for um for this meat vehicle that we live in, you know? <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> or so, our, yeah, or our eternal I... souls, either. You know? Or no, not at like, all. I so, I suppressed my voice for so long, and I isolated myself, and didn't. You know, I got high with a few friends, and I had I I traveled a little bit, you know, and I was like a functioning addict, if you will, for a number of years. So I oh, did yeah, get I, to, hear you. I did get to do like a lot of cool things um so it's not it wasn't a hundred percent all bad but towards the end there where you know i was saying 40 50 60 pills at once like right damn son talk about an indifference to life i have a friend that that was doing about that same that's why i'm it doesn't totally shock me even though it is shocking i had a friend doing (laughs) doing that same thing and luckily he's completely clean now and he's become an advocate and and all that you know, shout out to you, Mikey. But um, yeah. oh, that's yeah. my brother. That's my brother's name. Well, you also we're both from Massachusetts. I didn't even realize you were in Mass. That's awesome. Where are you? <laughs> where are you from? I'm I'm from the Worcester, the Worcester area. No way, dude. I lived in Worcester. No um, shit. I I'm from North Central Mass. Um, okay, Win- cool. Winchenden. Oh, okay. So right now, where I live now, I'm about like 15, 20 minutes south of there. Not even. I'm in like Lemonster area. Oh yeah, dude. I grew, I grew up there, man. I, was dude. Like, I I bought more I bought more drugs in Lemonster and Fitchburg <laughs> than anywhere, man. Fitchburg, I can definitely definitely yeah. attest to. And yeah. now we have a friggin' bike path that is beautiful looking. That's connecting our towns right oh, yeah? right together, and it's like. Yes. Uh, great so i remember having a bike path in my town in like my nice middle class cookie cutter town as a kid and even there that bike path was the best place to buy drugs so now that's behind my house and i'm a family man now something doesn't up. yeah yeah oh. yeah it's a tough it's a tough area it was definitely hit hard by this whole opioid epidemic and yes it was i've lost so many friends man and my you know, my brother had some issues um, and it was, we had a scare with him and, but he's doing a lot better now. And, um, but good. man, yeah, it's just that community is so ravaged by all this stuff. And it's like, that is one thing that I talked about on Ricky's show. I've been on his um, Patreon podcast. Yeah. The ripple effect. Yeah. And I was yeah. just, I was saying, um, you know, how like, 90,000 overdose deaths last year, not a single mention of those. Um, after, after, you know, in 2016, remember while they were, you know, running for the selection, um, they were all talking about the opioid epidemic and how they were going to hold big pharma, big pharma responsible mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, clean this whole thing up. And then, of course, five years later, we have people losing their jobs because um, we'll get back to the Esalen stuff. I do want to talk about, that, but I'll, I'll just go with yeah, this sure. where, um, yeah, like now we have people losing their jobs because they won't take a product from Big Harma. Mm-hmm. Now, no trust or no liability, no trust. It's pretty simple. They, they, these manufacturers have zero liability. Yeah, and you can't like, sue them for like no. just in case at this point in the game, someone, anyone listening doesn't know that like these companies are not, they can't be sued if for vaccine injury, it's no. all gone. It's been revoked ever, ever since 1986 for all the other vaccines, mm-hmm. they signed the national childhood vaccine injury act. So vaccine makers are hurting kids and people 
humans, uh, large humans as well. <laughs> they were hurting. They were they were hurting all kinds of humans with these products. They went to government because they started to get sued and said, "We will not make these anymore." And of course, the government wants vaccines, and they've wanted as many as possible for a long time. Um, you know, because Rockefeller said, "We want a nation of." workers not a nation of thinkers and um so yeah ever since 1986 they said we're not going to make them anymore unless you give us blanket immunity and of course they are one of the number the biggest lobbies in washington um big harma and Mm -hmm. since 1986 they've been completely um immune from liability and there's been i think over four billion dollars paid out in um vaccine um, adverse reaction claims uh, through the vaccine court that steals money from you and me and my mom and my dad and my brothers and your wife and your kid. Um, they steal money from us to pay for their failure and their harming of innocent humans. Mm-hmm. You know, it all comes right around to us. They're all we convicted the permission and we pay for yeah. it. They're, they're literally convicted criminals in a court of law. That's not even a debatable like fact. Yeah, look at Johnson and Johnson and their colorful history, and still going. You know, it's unbelievable. And they're and they they actually you know uh, fund the CDC, mm-hmm. Pfizer, places like Coca Cola and Pepsi fund the CDC, <sighs> Pfizer, Merck, all these companies. So, wait a minute. You have vaccine makers dumping money into the organization that's supposed to regulate said vaccine makers. Yeah. How does that, how does that exactly work? How do we, it, it works because you and I and, and the rest of us, we've allowed it. Yeah. That's literally the, the golden key right there. Yeah. It's our, it, it's, it's what we allow. It's the exact amount of tyranny we see in the world is the exact amount we're willing to accept. Someone smarter than me said that and i'm not sure who but uh you know it's true and it's it's all about our consent and it's weird that so many of us don't kind of turn around and realize that well when we do there's always the ad campaigns and the propaganda and the pressure and the fear to fill in the blanks for all those folks to send them right back over the line into the fear zone and it's really sad and I yeah, think it doesn't take much. And I think uh, it's like, I think the biggest reason for all this is like why people fear death so much is because I think deep down on a spiritual level, they know they haven't, they haven't lived. And you took the words right know, out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like I was saying some shit last year where I just kept hammering it and saying it to everyone I came in contact with. Um, there's a cool little like random podcast I did where I was like in South Carolina and I drove all the way from Massachusetts to Charlotte. I drove from Massachusetts to, to Pennsylvania. I stayed in an Airbnb there. I drove from there to Kentucky, um, met up with another friend there, drove from Kentucky to Charlotte. My car overheated twice on the way there <laughs> Wow! Dude. and it was, it was Christmas day. And it was snowing sideways. It was 20 degrees. I was right on the Tennessee, North Carolina border in the mountains of North Carolina. And it was Christmas Day. And I was like, my car overheated. I was off the side of a highway. I was like, Merry fucking Christmas, Amy. (laughs) (laughs) 
And uh, actually, since then, I put some uh, stop leak in the um, in the coolant line. And ever since then, I had a, I've had an oil change and a couple of minor things, but my car has been running great. But I got to South Carolina um, and met up with um, a friend of mine who I went to high school with. I grew up with. He's living in Greer, South Carolina. He's like, hey, come down here. There's more freedom. There aren't any mask mandates and all this. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll come spend the night and uh, we went down there and we went out to dinner and we went to a restaurant. Like most of the businesses in the small little town didn't have any signs for masks or distancing or anything like that. So I was like, Oh shit. Like we go out, have dinner. And like for a second there coming from Massachusetts last year, that's where I spent all my year last year was in Massachusetts. So I was like coming from there to like not seeing any masks, none of the wait staffs wearing them, nothing. And I was like, wow, I almost thought for a second, I was like, this kind of, I kind of remember this. <laughs> like, like I kind of remember this. There's a human there. There's a human behind making me a drink. And there's a human over there and they're talking. And I was like, they're making eye contact. I'm like, wow. But uh, yeah, I, I was, um, Basically, that was a long tangent of me saying okay. that I that I did <laughs> that I did uh, this pop up podcast where I had my camera, had my sombrero on, I put my uh, hiking bag on, and got my walking stick. So I like seemed like I was like a grifter kind of. Mm-hmm. I, I was hoping like people would be like, "Oh, what did you just hike the Appalachian Trail or something?" <laughs> and I just I just wanted to go around and ask people like, "Hey, what is what does freedom mean to you?" You know after in, in light of what we've seen this was like the beginning of january this year mm-hmm. i was like in light of what we've seen in the world i'm like what does freedom really mean to you you know and luckily there were two libertarians so i didn't scare them away by talking about all this stuff <laughs> yeah. but i basically just said you know i'd rather die living than die in my living room you know and it's like I heard that from somewhere that wasn't my original thought. Like I heard it from somebody else, but I was just like, wow, that is so <laughs> real. So you know, real. Tomorrow is just not guaranteed. Right. And it's, if we could just try to be, try to live in the present moment a little bit more. Be you know, here we're just now. so caught up. It's like, we're so, we are, we are pressed. We are, um, you know, victims to many degrees, but you don't have to stay that way. You know, it's like we can overcome these things that have happened to us that have traumatized us, that have put us in a little box, you know, our, our ideas, our hopes, our dreams, like all these things, like you actually can be like the hero of your own journey and you can be like the writer of your own story. Absolutely, man. And um, I've just, I'm kind of having fun with that. Like, yeah, I don't have a place to live. Like my girlfriend's worried as fuck about me, (laughs) you know? Uh, So it's like, I don't like to worry her, but I'm just trying to, I keep trying to tell her. I'm like, if, like, if we don't do something to change, like the the level of thinking or consciousness of folks. um, And if I don't do as much as I possibly can do to help with that, then we're not going to have, you know, uh, a f- what is a future, you know, like, oh, you want me to go back and work and save money. So then the dollar just gets totally debased and you want me to save up for my 401k. I don't know all the solutions. I don't pretend to have them either, but I know it's, 
it's like the solutions are here. It's in mm. connection, the, the connections we make, the love we experience. That's where the solutions come. Growing, growing food together. You mm-hmm. know, that's what we, we've been doing in Charlotte. I got here Christmas Day. Like I said, my car broke down. <laughs> um, I made it uh, safely. I got to spend Christmas with my girlfriend and her niece and her nephew and who I love. And they call me Uncle Andy. So, you know, it's like my family, my mom and my dad. I love them more than anything. But they weren't having they canceled everything because of this whole you know, COVID thing. So I got to spend I was just like, I love my family. I'm like, but I gotta, I gotta go. Like, I gotta go on an adventure. Yeah. I don't have kids. And I just came out of a really crazy time in my life where I'm like finding, I'm starting to find true healing and I'm on the path. And obviously it's a, it's an entire lifetime we spend on really doing that kind of work. But I mean, to, to go from a place of like not wanting to be here and being indifferent towards life as if I was, you know, like I was to wanting to live. And now these people are like, yo, you can't get on a plane and you have to have, <laughs> to have, you have to have our permission to hug your grandmother. And it's like, my grandmother's 90. Did you ever ask her what she wanted? You know, yeah. of course you didn't, but you did brainwash and, and mind control her into being scared. You assholes. You know, she took this, fucking shot back in the end of March and she almost died, dude. She was in the hospital for like two weeks. Yeah. She's 90 and she's not that healthy, you know, but she takes a lot of pharmaceuticals, but she's stubborn. She'd be alive for another 15 years. If you left her, if you left her alone. (laughs) Right. Exactly. But now she almost, she's almost fucking dead. And my, my, my family's like, that's another crazy thing. Like that cousin I was telling you about that, like told my brother, Oh, get the vaccine. His mm-hmm. dad, my mom's brother. Like when he found out my grandmother was sick in the hospital, he didn't question whether the vaccine that she just had two or three days prior had anything to do with it. Um, no. He tried to blame my brother who is unvaccinated. But uh. here, here's the thing. My grandmother lives with my mom and dad and my brother. And my brother, like, takes care of her and helps helps feed her and take care of her. And he, like, really loves her just because he's not vaccinated. So it's, like, my uncle's blame. And my brother, like, I had to talk my brother down, you know, where normally I would be the one enraged at that. And it didn't make me happy. But I had to, like, talk my brother off of, like, <laughs> hurting him hurting my uncle because he was so pissed off because he's like he's at the house taking care of my grandmother my uncle you know i mean he he hadn't been coming around to like see how she was doing or taking care of her and stuff and um part of it's because of covid and things like that um but that's not a that's not a good excuse man like if you're gonna listen I mean, she's 90. Like, why are we lit? I was hoping, I was like praying all the time last year that like, I'm like, if I could just get to my grandmother and sort of educate her and convince her like to say something to the broader family, mm-hmm. you know, like, what are we doing? Like, why are we listening to the TV and to the government when like our family is dysfunctional as it is? Like we were always pretty tight. Like, yeah. And we like did have Thanksgiving and Christmas and, you know, we did like have parties with like 30, 40 people, kids running around craziness, you know, Mm -hmm. total mayhem. But that was our family and we had differences in um, thinking and 
things like that, but it was never, you know, so I was just like praying that I could get to her last year and that she would have like said something, but I actually got a voicemail from my grandmother one time last year and she was like watching some of my videos or something on Facebook. <laughs> oh, jeez! And I was getting fired up. Like I'm not a fucking slave and all this, just all kinds of shit like that. <laughs> like I remember I had to go visit my friend in a hospital and they made me put a mask on. I called ahead of time and said, you can't do this. I have a medical condition. I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, so like on my Instagram, there's videos where like I take the mask. I'm like, I'm going to put this fucking mask on like the slave that you want me to be. And because um, <laughs> there was no way I was going to go see my friend. He was like in a bad way. And mm-hmm. I was like, fuck it. You know, act of compassion to get in there. Uh, yeah. Didn't it, it hurt. It did hurt my soul. It felt like it actually felt like someone was behind me and like tying it like I wasn't even the one tying it, you know, that's like, that's how forced like it felt Felt like a collar. Yeah. So I was just like, Oh, I was so put off by that. Um, but yeah, what a, what a crazy year it's been for, for all of us. But, um, I think we've all had to do that to take one for the team and, and, you know, wear it against our own will here and there. Like at first I was okay with like, you know, my typical self, I don't want to, I don't want to leave any more footprints than I am already leaving. And like, I don't want to scare somebody or piss somebody off or cause a scene or, or have someone's drama get in my face. So that's why I was wearing it for a while. And then I don't know what happened. It just, my, uh, my take on it just escalated more and more and more. And suddenly a few months into it, I was like, yeah, all right. Our, Our son is not ever putting on one of those again. I'm done. You know, to my wife, I was like, you can wear, you know, I know you bought a bunch of pretty ones. I don't, <laughs> I never spent a dime on them. Well, I guess it's my money too. So damn it. She <laughs> made me spend money on it without my knowledge. But I, I, you know, I was at, at some point, it was just like done, absolutely done. Mm. And I would walk into so many stores around home and I was greeted pleasantly. I, I did not have one bad interaction. Now, granted, it only happened man, maybe a little bit before this year. I can't remember exactly when I stopped, but I was only wearing them for a little while. And after that, it was just like, I just threw, I couldn't deal with it anymore. I could not uh, do it. Like the, uh, the talking wasn't enough anymore. I had to live in my truth. I had to follow through. And I feel like a lot of us in this community are getting to that point, whether you're, you know, quote unquote, newly awoken, or if you've been, raging on conspiracy theories for 25 30 years whatever like the time to stop turning our wheels and letting talking be the only thing we're doing that's all over and i think what the original reason why i wanted to have you on is what you were telling us in the thread earlier the union of the unwanted thread about how you're going to this these big rallies and all that so i just i definitely want you to dive into that if you're ready yeah let's get let's get into it um do you have the um the schedule the lineup of the uh the rallies i could pull it up on here i do have it because you sent it in that thread i have it up right here if you want all right Um, cool I'll, i'll pull it up um let's see zoom share screen yeah. let's see yeah here we go um so yeah man um to sort of set the context i know we've kind of been just talking about life and 
Um, I'm, I'm so happy you're from Massachusetts, man. We probably crossed paths. Did you grow up there? Yeah, man. I mean, I live, I took off and I left and I got away and went to the West coast. I lived in Oregon for quite a while and, and saw Texas stuff, but Massachusetts is my home, which has been a real point of contention the past year and a half. Cause you know, everybody complains about the winter. I love the winter. You know, I, I don't, I love Massachusetts and it's been shitty to not like it. <laughs> yeah i know man last year um i went hiking and i was at mount watadic which is like ashby ashburnham but it's like right on the new hampshire border i know exactly the one you're talking about yeah it's like okay like a little bit bigger than Wachusett. yep yeah it's okay. not very big though um so i go out there hiking i don't know man this was like probably august september maybe mm-hmm. and like Charlie Baker just like changed the mask mandate to be outdoors and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I go to Autadic and I start hiking and the first 10 people I saw masked up in the middle of the woods hiking. And so then like I got to a point where actually I was counting them. Like I was counting masked versus unmasked, like as I was hiking up and um, the unmasked did win. It was like 24 to like 16 or something like that. He's close. Yeah, it was a close Too race. Too tight. Too tight, man. Uh, I saw the, the same fir- thing in New Hampshire, man. Yeah, but, go ahead. But, the, but the first 10 were masked. And I remember getting close to the top and I'm coming up on this couple and they're walking down. And as they're like approaching towards me, they put their little gaithers up and they like make like an arc to like walk, or walk like go out of their way to like arc around me. And I'm like, I, I had to stop them and say something. I was like, excuse me. I'm like, I'm like, I don't mean to like be, you know, confrontational here or anything. I'm like, but am I really that scary? That's what I said. Yeah. I said, am I really that scary? I said, I'm 36 years old. I'm healthy and we're on a mountain. And one of the, the, like the lady, the woman was like, oh, she's like, no, you're not that scary. She's like, I, she's like, I kind of wanted to give you a hug, but I was like, really? I'm like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say, you know, you didn't want to give me a hug. You put your mask on and like walked around me. Like I'm some kind of a freak, you know? So yeah. it's like, I remember having to deal with emotions of that. And it's just wild that people like literally vice news wrote a news story that said, and the title was, you know, not hyperbolic at all. Your body is a bioweapon. <laughs> like early on in the pandemic, like Vice News, hipster Vice News, you know, has this, has all these different cool shows like, you know, Hamilton Morris, who like goes out and investigates like different drugs and these kinds of things. And then they're trying to appeal to these young kids and they put out garbage like that. Your body is a bioweapon. Yeah, that's when they turned, they kind of turned the corner right around that time. That's when most of us were like, the fuck happened to Vice? What's going on here? They get new ownership? What's going on? Total, total insanity. Um, But I was just getting the the clock, so we'll just wrap it up here as we talk about this. Um, Oh, yeah, sure. I wish I could stay on all night, but I'm a little loud and these guys are trying to sleep. So. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, man, I mean, we could totally jam for like four hours, I bet. Oh, my God. Totally yeah. fair. Let's just talk about this because I want I want people to know yeah. about 
what this is you know yeah maybe we on. can um maybe you could send it to me and i can clip it out um so sure. ba basically uh, to set the context the healthcare workers in north carolina just got word from a number of these large hospitals you're seeing here on the screen cone system duke system charlotte goldsboro novant baptist they've all required that all their workers get um get the covid vaccine toxic <laughs> experimental use are these exactly. counties? These are all counties, I'm assuming. Um, these are these are uh, Greensboro is like a city here. Charlotte's a city. Durham's a, a city. Right. Okay. These are different. So these are just major cities in North Carolina, like Charlotte. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. A different hospital system. So tomorrow, Thursday, seven twenty nine, at ten a.m., there'll be nurses and doctors and healthcare workers and other health freedom advocates that will be up at this event in Greensboro. Um, I, I've been to a few of these health freedom rallies in North Carolina. I haven't seen many people with video cameras, so I'm just going to go there with my video camera, uh, try do. to get try to get some interviews, um, support these folks in any way we can. Like as much as you know, I do disagree with the allopathic system. I'm kind of, uh, I'm more of the holistic, homeopathic. You know, our answers are inside of us, and they're outside in nature. Um, there's a lot of great folks that have deep knowledge on this stuff, um, like me and, and my example with, you know, overcoming my traumas with plant medicine, psilocybin. So, but uh, we're going to go and support them out there tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to try to get to the one in Durham on Friday, and then I'll come back to Charlotte for the one on Sunday. And obviously Charlotte and Goldsboro are on the same day. So I won't be going to both of those. And then Novant is in Winston and Baptist is in Winston. So it looks like I'll be going one, two, three, four, five. So five different events I'll be covering. So um, That's I would awesome. say look, keep an eye out for uh, footage coming out, um, interviews and just trying to support these folks and cover, have somebody cover it and give them a voice. Cause we can't allow this precedent to continue to be set. You know, where it's just, we need people to resist this. We need to, you know, we need people, common people to, I, that sounds terrible, common people, but you know, we just need everyday people to be aware that this is happening because our media is be aware, not going to yeah. cover it, you know? Yeah. Awareness for sure. And um, that's why I just, I love this community that we've all built and um, I think it's important to support one another. Um, like you said, man, we got to get away from these screens. Um, I love talking and everything, but we got to talk out there. You know, yeah. they, wa they want us behind these screens and well, we and you know, man, I'm what they want. I'm finding so many podcasters and content creators from like within a hundred mile radius of me. So, I mean, we'll be getting stuff going on in person. I mean, I want over the next year or so to like, we, you know, all of us that can, that in this community that communicate around the same area, I want us to get something together. I want to give back to the greater community and, and have, you know, some of us kind of headed up and like get some speakers and shit. Like some podcasters have been doing this around the country now. And this is what I'm talking about, man. Like, it's time to leave the screens behind, like you said, and we can still get the message out because I do still feel like, you know, everybody wants to just be love and light, but you kind of have a lot of people, me included at one point, you need to learn how screwed up everything is 
to kind of understand that you are not any of that and that like or you are but like i don't know you know what i'm talking about they, people need to have that transformative experience somehow some way you know yeah i think uh, the only true way that we get the world that we want is if, if people work on themselves just you know just a little bit you know to to sort of get you to think start thinking differently and then once you start thinking differently your whole world changes you know and absolutely. it's like it's a it's a beautiful thing man um thanks so much for having me on yeah um, thank you for coming on let's, dude let's keep in touch and uh Maybe uh, we'll let's connect. Let's keep connecting offline, and uh, we'll have some dude. deeper conversations about Massachusetts. Anyway, hell yeah, dude! And and just real quick, uh, make sure to tell my audience where they can find you so they can watch this footage when you put it out. Yeah, I think um, because of the nature of the footage, you're probably gonna find it all on Odyssey. Uh, you mm -hmm. see there on the screen, go within to get out. Um, I'm gonna try to post some stuff on YouTube. I'm probably gonna have to clip small things to promote it to get because i still get it i'm trying to get all my audience off of youtube and over to odyssey because mm -hmm. you know odyssey i only have a few people that have come over and uh everyone's Same still here. on everyone's still on youtube so we got to try to get you know people off of these platforms and i mean i don't even know if you'll be able to post this on youtube on youtube but i don't think we got into the numbers of the vaccine stuff but. well we didn't go i think we'll we'll be safe with what we talked about for the most part plus you know we're 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 we don't have the numbers that you know union does because yeah. i think the episode uh i don't know if it was that one or the one before but one of them the one we were on didn't even the one we were on didn't even make it on YouTube. No, and the one before that that I was on uh, with Judy Mikovitz, that that lasted for a little while, and then it was just long gone real fast. Mm. But I think we kind of fly under the radar so far. That's fine with me for now to reach a little bit of a larger audience. But I do agree with you that it's just not participating in their reindeer games. That's the whole point. And no one no one gets it because they fall into the opposite political party or this or that. Oh, we can, we just got to get the right people into government. It's like, no government is governing mind. Like it's control. It's mind control. That's literally what it is. You don't need to get any good people in there, get them out. You know, and that's, uh, I could ramble. Like I, like we've been saying, we could ramble for hours, but yeah, I'll, thank I'll, you I'll, so just much, give, Andy. I'll give, I'll give a couple more solutions for your audience that, that sure. really helped me freedom, freedom cells.org. Mm -hmm. Um, go there, that's sign right. up, create an account. Um, that's Derek, this guy, Derek bros and John Bush. Um, some of your audience might know them, mm -hmm. but those, that's a great solution to like, you sign up, you say your general area and then you find people on there and then you can connect with them on telegram. And then the idea is to meet them in person, Absolutely. you know, and sometimes it doesn't always work out. You have to drive a little ways, but if there's nobody in your area, be the first one in your area, you know, I mean, yeah. we have to, we have to champion do, it. We have to do whatever uh, we can to just continue to meet people in, in, you know, in real actual reality outside of these screens. And that's what I'm trying to do with like, the work that I'm doing is like really be on the road. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out how to like create a GoFundMe and try to ask for support. Um, and that's, that'll be my next thing because mm -hmm. I, you know, I want to kind of do this because I just, I feel like I'm right at home and I know there's people doing stuff like this. And now that we have connections with the, 
you know, Ricky had been on his show like three times now and he's, he's a Boston guy. Yeah. I know uh, he's probably, I'm going to send him an email and ask him if I could come on his show and promote, you know, what I'm doing. And um, I really feel like he'll probably let me. And uh, you know, there's so many other people that I want to talk to and just um, that guy, Steve from slow news day. He's got a pretty good session. He is awesome. Um, He, I, I resonate with him. He's a chain smoker and I, (laughs) <laughs> that's that's the one last vice i gotta kick you know it's like it's i sick. pretend to have quit the cigarettes <laughs> mm. yeah you did <laughs> totally pretending yep oh man so so great catching up with you and uh let's keep in touch all right and i'll absolutely I'll, man i'll um i'll let you guys know when um when i get the video and um and we'll go from there man yes and i'll be posting this as soon as possible i'll probably have it up tomorrow morning just because i wanted i wanted this out as soon as possible uh beautiful awesome all right man take care Good yeah have, you. have a great night man later thanks for listening to this episode of the deep share podcast if you want to hear more then hit that subscribe button follow me on all the social places and remember think for yourself but don't always believe what you think Till next time. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, pacifaria. Enough, I get the point. You meddle with the primal forces of nature. <laughs> and you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If oh. I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay? <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.